Hi, my name is Stuart Alsop, and this is my podcast, Crazy Wisdom, where I interview creative people about how they work with stress and what the role of stress is in the creative process. I look for craft wisdom, wisdom that only people in the battlefield of daily creation have. A lot of people write about what they know about, but I want to talk to people who don't have time to write and extract this wisdom from them. Today I interviewed Julia Duchmovitz. Julia is an Olympic gold medal winner in snowboarding for the Austrian national team. She won the Olympics gold medal in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, and then after snowboarding decided to become a yoga teacher uh, because yoga played a very important role in her elite performance and injury prevention. This is an amazing episode. Julia opens up about a lot of challenges that she's had, including losing her whole team in the Alps. Um, There was an accident and everyone died, um, and the recovery from that. Uh, She has some really important wisdom to share from a really humble place. Um, I really, really suggest that you listen to this whole episode. Uh, And if you enjoy it, please uh, give us a review on iTunes by searching for Crazy Wisdom and leaving a review. Thank you very much and have a great day. So my name is Julia Dunovitz. I'm from Austria. I'm a snowboarder. Um, I was snowboarding for the Austrian national team like since 10 years now. Um, I won a gold medal at the Sochi Olympics and two silver medals at the World Championships. And yeah, I, I was getting ready for the Olympics twice and it's always super exciting. And so that seems like a pretty um, uh, stressful uh, uh, event to prepare yourself. How do you find yourself integrating stress or working with stress in a, in a positive way? Yeah, actually, I love stress because ah. it brings the best out of me. Ah. So every time, like when it gets super busy, I just, yeah, I just focus on on my body, on my breathing, and just try to make things simple again. Hmm. Um, otherwise, when you're just looking at all the details too much, you're like, I don't know, you, you kind of circle things all the time. So I just try to go into nature and make life simple. You know, hmm. I just focus, like in snowboarding, I just focus on making left and right turns hmm. and not getting into all the details. Mm. Um, also, same thing when I'm getting ready for the Olympics and I know my body has to be in shape. I have to, my whole mental stuff needs to be like on on point. Um, so I need the time to look at all the te- details before, but like the last week before the big event, I just try to, simplifies mm. everything like mm-hmm. make it simple again mm. <laughs> otherwise it's not possible for me to get into this flow mm. and what's the hardest part about that um that kind of that first week beforehand where you're preparing for a stressful event what's the hardest thing that you find yourself kind of dealing with or thinking about um you know especially in snowboarding there's so many things uh, what could happen, like mm-hmm. the weather can change, the snow conditions, um, I have different boards, so I have to pick one out, one out of, let's say, 10 boards, and 
this is the most stressful thing, I guess, because I can trust on my technique. I know my level, my skills, but yeah, you never know if it's super easy. You never know the course setting. Um, so yeah, that's stressful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the most stressful thing. And you're a yoga teacher as well, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, so I finished my 500 hours yoga teacher training on, on Maui in Paia one year ago uh -huh. and I started yoga like seven years ago. And uh -huh. it, was, it was funny how I came to yoga because for me, my goal was, yeah, to win a gold medal at the Olympics. And I missed Vancouver because of a punch of uh, injuries. Mm. So I had two ACLs and I had a lot of really difficult injuries. Uh, and after that, I said, okay, maybe yoga can bring me this last 1% mm. to win gold and not silver. Mm. So this was my first like thought about yoga. But then after one week, I mean, I, I knew, okay, yoga is not about competition <laughs> and it really changed my life. Um, a different perspective interesting and um then i started to do yoga on maui and i could feel how how difficult it was and how much power i needed and it was it was so great for my strength and everything mm. and at the beginning i told my coach you know it's like he, he always said, okay, yeah, do a little bit of yoga for warm-up. And mm. then I told him, you know, it's not a warm-up. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um, no. And I got stronger in the gym only with yoga. Oh. So, And then I decided, okay, I will just change my whole summer preparation. And mm. I did yoga every day for one and a half hour. And I was going kiting and surfing and cycling and all the stuff. And I didn't spend any time in the gym. Mm. Hmm. So two months in the summer, and then I came came back to Austria, and I was stronger at my squats than ever before hmm. without doing one single squat. So hmm. um, this was very interesting for me. And also, at the beginning, I thought I will use yoga or asanas, vinyasa flow more during the season huh. to calm down, you know, to calm myself. But... Uh, I was surprised that I really practice a lot of yoga in the summertime, huh. but during competition, I'm so meant in all the mental stuff. And I mean, it's also yoga on, on a different level. And so I didn't do any or just less asanas, just focusing more on all the mental things and meditation. Mm. So yeah, mm. that's really it's a cool combination. Mm. And that's really interesting um, because so we talk a lot of, in yoga, we talk a lot about balance um, and kind of yeah. uh, uh, finding uh, the right way to live a life that's sustainable for the long term. And uh, and then but as an elite athlete, like you require you're required to be very, very specialized and maybe find some sort of unbalance. Is that do you agree with that statement or? Um, yeah, sure. Um, especially like. I mean, snowboarding, when you snowboard like 200 days a year, yeah. um, for sure there are imbalances. So I only worked on, on those things, but, um, also, especially during the time of competing, um, I was so focused on 
all my thoughts and all my beliefs, how to change my beliefs. So this is all a lot of yoga work. It's yeah. just when you do it in mental coaching, it's it's just a different word for it. Mm-hmm. Actually. Mm. So I had the feeling, okay, I'm exercising <laughs> a lot with snowboarding. So it's just focused on the mental stuff. And for me, yoga is, is only like present, being in the present moment. And it helped me. It helped me a lot just to, when I'm in the start gate, it's easier for me to just feel my body and getting into my own vibration and just not thinking about, I don't know, my teammates or coach or something else. It's just, yeah, it, it helped me a lot on, on the mental side uh-huh. and not only on the phys- physical. Uh-huh. And what's the most kind of effective or important yoga fra- mental framework that you learned from yoga that's helped you in your life? Um, I think like doing all, like I do all the transitions in yoga super slow. Mm. And when I look at it on a bigger picture, it's for me, like when I make transitions somewhere in my life, I just try to make them clean, you know? So also in snowboarding, um, Mm. Yeah, staying staying focused on on a goal, mm. and also like the meditation. So for me, um, I just when I set my goal or when I the day before competition, I just meditate and I just feel mm. into the competition, and then I look if there's something if I can feel something in my body that's not aligned with my goal to win, and then I just change those beliefs mm. kind of mm. so um yeah mm. it's probably the awareness of how body mind soul affects you mm. Mm. that's the biggest thing i i got out of my yoga practice uh-huh. and from what i just heard you say it seems also that you have found value in this um practice of finding a blockage in your emotional, physical, uh, mental makeup, and then allowing that blockage to kind of dissolve, which I feel like yoga does on a lot of different ranges on the physical level. We kind of like, you know, we get into downward dog and then we feel some tightness in our lower, lower back or something like that. And then we make some movements and we kind of like learn how to let that, whatever that blockage is kind of then ripple throughout our body and stuff like that. Um, and same with mental, it's like you, you can, see what part of you is not really in it uh for this goal and then you can kind of let that once that awareness goes into that you can kind of let it dissolve yeah Um, yeah that's really cool and i I think this is maybe also the hardest part sometimes because you have to be super honest to yourself and it's i mean when i'm competing it's not about only about snowboarding um there are all the relationships in your life affecting you so Mm. yeah um when did you first know that you were going to be an elite athlete? Um, so when I was seven, eight, I was always like dreaming of becoming an elite athlete, not in snowboarding, but in general. Hmm. So when I was playing, I was just always having this image and visions of 
playing in front of crowd and I don't know. Yeah. So I started to visualize all those things when I was little. Uh-huh. Um, and later I found out, okay, okay, this, those are like mental techniques, but I added it when I was little all the time. Hmm. So the 13, 14, so when I got into competitions, um, there was uh, Nagano Olympics and Hermann Mayers, he is a famous skier in Austria. Mm. And he won two gold medals there after an amazing crash. Mm. And this was the first time for me to be in contact with uh, Olympics. So mm. he was the biggest hero kind of in Austria mm. the last, I don't know, in the last decade. Um, and there somehow the dream came to me like, hey, I want to be an Olympic athlete. Mm. And yeah, it's just, you know, you can be, you train, you're getting better, especially when you're younger and then with the point when you're in a, like in the Austrian youth national team, you're getting really focused. Mm. You know, when I was in the youth national team, I knew, okay, I, I want to do like, I want to do this professional. Mm. And also the first time when you fly with your snowboard and you go to the airport, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I want to do. Whoa. Yeah. And have you experienced times of great like doubt where you're like, I, I don't think this is going to work or like, and, and how did you deal with those times of doubt? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so my hardest thing to overcome for sure was when I when I started snowboarding so I was in a in a team I was 13 we all wanted to become professional riders they were all the best friends and then um there was a big accident in, in Austria on the mm-hmm. patient my whole all my team everyone died oh. um so like I thought okay I will stop snowboarding there and uh, some months later, I just, yeah, I was getting back to snowboarding and somehow also mm-hmm. back to life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took me, took me years. Um, mm-hmm. but so after that, everything that happened, like with injuries was kind of easy to handle for me. Not mm-hmm. easy to handle, but it was like, okay, you know, they're, they're really hard. They can really be hard times in your life and the injuries just a reminder of something so mm. um i had four years with a lot of injuries and then after that i missed uh, vancouver olympics and this was for sure like mm. the moment where i thought okay i'm not sure sure if i want to continue mm. and there in this time i i found to yoga mm. and then i decided okay i will continue and I had four years for Sochi to get ready. And then I, I also was ready to work on all my beliefs and all my, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. in a, in a pain or something just mm-hmm. to overcome all this. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, I just was focused on Sochi Olympics yeah. and winning gold there was, yeah. Huh. Amazing. That's crazy. How much, I mean, it sounds like you credit yoga a lot with your ability to get that gold medal in, in Sochi. Is that? Uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. it kind of showed me, um, you know, it, I, I could connect better to my inner self somehow to feel 
or to to allow the pain of let's yeah let's mm. say things that happened with my friends and this whole accident um so all the injuries and all the stuff i could <laughs> i mean it's just for me every injury it's it's not like just coming to you because you're making mistakes it's just a sign of your body and yeah mm. so it really helped me to turn my life somehow around and also like to travel for sure as well mm. so i started to travel a lot and i i spend a lot of time at maui <laughs> <laughs> maui is a big healer i uh-huh. guess yeah so for me like being successful is yeah you have to work on your mm. deepest inner pain i guess mm-hmm. to, that, that's where you have the most power i guess yeah back into your life so it's a huge opportunity Mm. that's the that's an interest i've been reading a lot about trauma informed yoga uh and working with trauma and uh for many people who have especially in early childhood trauma um it just seems like this huge weight that they have and it doesn't seem to have a purpose but then i think a huge part of the evolution and the kind of integration of that trauma and stress is then to take it and actually find meaning in it. And like nobody from the outside can like say like, oh, this, this, this is meaningful. You have to accept it. You have to find it in yourself, find that meaning for trauma. And then once you find that meaning for the trauma, then you can essentially like, then you've, you've already witnessed, you've already experienced trauma that most people will never ever experience. And that gives you this huge source of strength um, that can basically propel you forward. Um, and then you, you know, you face difficult experiences, like you said, it's just like, oh, this is nothing. Like <laughs> I, I, I've, I've experienced pain, like, like way, way worse than this. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and also for me, it's like, it's huge how, how much power and strength you can get out of it. If you just start to look at it and at the beginning, it's like super scary, but I mean, at the end, it's it's not scary at all because mm. the scariest moments happened like years ago. Right, mm. just going back there, it's actually it it seems it seems scary, but it isn't. Mm. But for the body, like the body reacts yep. on it. Yeah. So mm. yeah. How it do you, really, mm-hmm, it's for it. worth it to work on it. That's yep. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. In some ways, it's the only thing worth worthwhile to work on. Uh, yeah. Um, how, how do you, when you, you know, like a, a week before, a couple of days before you're in competition, uh, how do you deal with those moments of like fear? Like when you notice, you know, you've got your awareness going, you like notice that little voice in your head that says, oh, like this isn't going to work. This isn't going to do it. How do you kind of like, what does fear fear like in, in your body? Um, and how do you work with it? Um, I kind of love fear because mm. fear is bringing me into focus. And, um, it's for me, it's like the trust that you're on your skills that helps a lot. So I often just imagine because I, I was snowboarding in Alaska and I was dropping in into a super steep line. And this was a really similar moment than being in a start gate mm-hmm. from the feeling. So I just link this feeling of Alaska mm-hmm. to the situation when I'm at the competition mm. and also what i do i mean now i am an olympic champion but before i was like okay how would you react when you're an olympic champion mm. 
you, mm-hmm. you know, so then I was like, okay, I would have no fear. <laughs> but now as an Olympic champion, I can tell you, okay, you have fear. It's still a fear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not yeah. going to stop. Yeah. Um, but oh. at the end, it's always like, you know, just focusing for me on, on my body and also to try to feel, I try to feel my feet so that I somehow grounded. And because otherwise when I, when I get this fear, I lose the feeling of, of grounding. Mm. So I just try to bring my breathing into my feet, to feel the snow, feel the edge. And this is bringing me back to, to my body and the focus. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's, it's not really like the fear of that something can happen. It's more like, okay. Why I'm not trusting myself 100% um, on the skills. Mm. It's more like mm. getting a little bit nervous. Um, mm. It's it's not really fear, mm. but yeah. And so you've had this amazing opportunity to being be trained by to to by a whole bunch of people. I'm assuming in your in your practice. Um, how do you view the importance of coaching um, or how has hoping coaching helped you in your life to uh, uh, achieve your goals? Um, yeah, a lot. But at the end, I say you're your biggest coach, mm-hmm. like you're, you yourself. It's you're the most important coach mm-hmm. because no one knows you better. And for sure, there are moments for me, like my mental coach was really important before or at the Sochi Olympics because I, I crashed at my first competition. So I had two days of getting back, align my body again and my focus and all the stuff to trust and all that, all that I do. So it's good when you're having someone to talk to and just clean all this stuff again. Mm. Um, but in the moment when I'm on a start gate or when I'm inspecting the course, um, I prefer just going with my feeling. That's when I had my best competitions. Mm. And when I start to ask too much, like my coach, okay, you think it's going to be easy? You think how, how should I ride this gate? Because when I'm honest, I'm, I'm, I'm riding since I'm little. I, I have more training than every coach of mine mm. so my body knows what to do mm. when i allow my body to do mm. <laughs> what it should do mm-hmm. so only i can block myself so always when i just trust my intuition and just go with the flow and trusting my skills i was the best when i put too much trust on on coaches um yeah it's easier to yeah, I don't know. It's to lose the connection to yourself, yep. I guess. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's always like you, you have to take the best out of every coach and move on with mm-hmm. them. Because you, there will never be like a coach who is making everything perfect for you. Mm-hmm. So also, I mean, especially in the national team, I, I'm not allowed to pick my coach. It's more like I'm in this team and I have to work with him. Mm-hmm. For example, so sometimes you have a coach where you feel, okay, this is not going to work, but mm-hmm. at the end you have to take the best and then just say, okay, I, I will improve. Um, 
but I think it's very important to just, especially in competition, that you just trust yourself more than than a coach. Mm -hmm. And so now, are you in the future? What are your plans? Are you going to continue going to competitions, or are you? Uh, no. <laughs> so uh, after Korea, I I retired. So I finished the overall World Cup third. I really had a good season, um, but also like my knee was injured, so I had to do operation after mm. the season, the eight months rehab. Mm. Um, it also showed me like. <laughs> Um, that mind is over like physical pain, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And what I do next is my next big project is in December in Canada. I will lead a daily snowboarding retreat with yoga and mental coaching. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited about it. Huh. It's with uh, Stella Heliski. Uh -huh. And then in in April next year um, and June, I will hold two retreats, like with yoga, mental coaching, and a friend of mine, she's doing nutrition mm. um, in Maui, mm. in Malaya. Mm. So that's kind of the way where I'm going. And also, I'm, I hope I can finish my MBA in coaching and training with December. Mm. Um, I also have like a a YouTube channel, but we will change that because I was not focused on my YouTube channel the last before the Olympics and during the Olympics. So mm -hmm. I worked together with a TV station in Austria. Huh. And will um, that will that be in yeah. German or will that be in in English? It will be in English. Uh, right now it's in German, but mm -hmm. I I want to do everything in in English and also. I'm working on getting my game card. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I want to do like half half and In yeah, yeah, just doing some adventures. Another goal uh, of mine is to hike up a 8,000 meter mountain. So just to connect, I want to show like the connections to the mountains because I, th I think people lose the connection to nature a little bit and we all should protect it more. Mm -hmm. So. That's what, another thing. Um, yeah. What What will your YouTube channel be called? Uh, just so our listeners can find it. It's It's just on my name. Mm -hmm. It's uh, on. Right now, it's only like German, and we did it uh, indoor in a studio. It's It's more like it was on on TV, just getting the basics of yoga. It was super basic. Mm. But for me, it's important. Like, or it's the most important thing is to be really good in the basics mm -hmm. foundation I I, I I love to do like yeah foundation things mm -hmm. for myself all the time mm -hmm. because I can learn the most out of it mm -hmm. just standing in Tadasana is like yeah I could yeah you can learn so much only in standing in Tadasana I guess mm -hmm. or in every pose mm -hmm. no matter um so yeah Hmm. But it was like not, I mean, you know, retiring, it's always like kind of, I just retired at the Olympics. No one was expecting it because hmm. I'm still like the best rider in Austria and I, I had a good season. Just, yeah. You, so they were like, why are you, what's happening? And I was like, okay, I, I don't know. I, I just have the feeling it's time. You know, I cannot go anymore in this 
boat system. Mm-hmm. And then I was flying to Alaska, just snowboarding and camper van. And I was like waking up in the morning, like, what did you do? I mean, it was <laughs> every concept from one day to the next day. Wow. And it's like, wow, everything is unsafe. Uh-huh. And at mm-hmm. the same time, it's a huge adventure. Mm-hmm. So from there, I was flying to Maui. And yeah, I think it's for me always like the most important thing is just to go with the feeling. So if you feel you should do something different, you should just go for it, mm-hmm. no matter if you have plans or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then on Maui, kind of the first thing with the helix that happened, they were like, okay, you want to hold this retreat? And I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everything comes together again. Yep. And I and- just try to trust the process kind of i've been thinking a lot about that because in uncertainty um and just i'm reminded over and over again that what i think will happen is very very different from what actually happens so you know you can do all the planning in the world and the process of planning is very important because then you can plan for different contingencies but in the end we have no idea what's going to happen and so the more time i spend comfortably in that uncertainty the more strength and power I feel like I'm getting um, and, and just kind of uh, allowing for that uncertainty to kind of like be there. Um, how do you deal with uncertainty? <laughs> yeah. Um, I had like uncertainty the last month. Mm. <laughs> so um, I mean, there are those moments where you're like just getting like super, into this stress feeling of your body and like, okay, what I'm doing, you know, it's just no regular income anymore. It's just from one day to the next day. It's like, wow. But then I always remember kind of, you know, when I started snowboarding, I I was just a kid. I had no money, nothing. Mm. And just, I think when you love what you do, you will always be successful. And yeah, and then I trust into this feeling because I think we're all protected. And if you trust into that, it's just life is easier. Mm. And yeah, that's how, how I deal with it. Mm-hmm. I just, I just like just be mm. and being present. And also I, I think when you work on yourself to lighten up yourself and to, um, yeah, what to say? Just mm. to be happy for yourself and contentment. Then, it's, yeah, you you will you will people people will, will come to you with the same vibration. So if you you're positive, if you're going with the flow, it's yeah, mm. things will happen. Mm. That's what I believe. Mm. <laughs> it's just mm. and having a goal for me, having a goal is like as important. Like just having the vision of something bigger. I cannot tell you what it is right now, but I just know how it feels like, like how the feeling is. So I just go into this feeling and I, yeah, Mm. work with that. And so we've got about five minutes left. Is there um, something that you're really excited about, maybe your YouTube channel or something else that you're just really want other people to know about what you're doing? Uh, maybe it's these retreats. Um, could you yeah. talk a little bit so about So that's it? what I'm really excited about is this whole uh, in Canada with, with Stella Hilly Skiing, mm-hmm. because it's like it brings 
together all of my passions, like snowboarding, being outside in the mountain, and then taking this feeling of being in the mountains to mental coaching. And with those connections, like you can anchor those feelings for everyday life. Mm -hmm. And um, also when you I created yoga sequences only for goal setting, so when you do the yoga sequence, you will anchor your goal again. And yeah, I'm excited about it because I could see how my life changed when I just aligned my goal with my body. Wait a so, minute. I'd like to go into that more. So you, you developed a sequence that you helps with goal with achieving your goals. Yeah. Uh huh. So can you explain more about that process? Yeah, it's um, five vinyasa, vinyasa flows and like every time in your example, like you're connecting left and right. So bringing yourself into balance, then you're getting back into moments on the snow when you're touching the mat mm. or mm. then with the music. And then when you shorten just the music, you get super fast into the feeling of your goal. So yeah, you stay connected with it. That is and so cool. Yeah. Um, and I will share those at, at the retreats and I'm going to film it as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to have it online. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to go into this new chapter of my life, kind of sharing what mm -hmm. I experienced the last 15, 20 years. And also, I mean, I think I could, I'm sure I could help a lot of people just dealing with drama, like, or yeah, when they were going through an accident or something, because I know, mm -hmm. I know the pain and I, I <laughs> I kind of figured out, out for myself how to, yeah, get strength out of the pain and just, yeah, shine again, you mm. know, and not just getting back into it with some triggers. And maybe that's, um, yeah. maybe that's a good place to end. What is your final piece of advice for somebody in the midst of extreme pain or doubt right now? Um, to accept it first and just being honest to yourself and um, being honest that it's just a, a difficult time and same time knowing that, yeah, everything what comes to you is just making you grow in, into the person you can, you can be. So it's at the end, everything it's, it's going to be good for mm. sure. Thank you so much, Julia, for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs>